Welcome to Our Wives Hate, this NFL podcast with David and Daniel. Hello and welcome to Our Wives Hate, this NFL podcast. I got it right this time, David. NFL podcast. And I'm Daniel, joined with David as always. And we are here, despite the end of the NFL season, to talk quarterbacks and the NFL landscape. So I'm excited to get into it. David, how are you? Doing good. My wife was trying to spend some time with me, but it's Tuesday. <laughs> Got to record the pod. So that's right. It's a it's a weekly holiday at this point for both of us. That's right. She's in the kitchen right now. Where um, I'm not gonna make that joke. Um, <laughs> she's in the kitchen right now, looking at me, and uh, it's getting really tense in here. I'm scared for my life. Good. But don't don't speak while we're on the podcast. Don't speak, please. <laughs> Anyway, just messed around. Uh, I'm doing good, Daniel. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm actually actually very sad right now because no more football for the next six months. So I'll just be doing fantasy drafts and all around the clock to to help myself. It's just focus. unbelievable. It's so <laughs> the season just ended a week and a couple of days ago, and you're already we're doing already in the preseason. <laughs> um, already in the preseason. No, my my um <clears throat> my post Super Bowl depression did not last too long, uh, but it was it was sad knowing that. I didn't have like you know my Sunday, Monday night, and Thursday covered. You know, now I have to find other things to do, um, and there's really nothing that comes to mind and like anything to do during those days except for just watch and think about football. So like watch <laughs> yeah. old, watch old games. Um, so yeah, but I, I'm I'm doing good now. I'm ready to talk about future things. Yeah, and we have today we want to talk about the most important position in the NFL, and that is the quarterback position. Oh, that was a long snapper. My, my, my bad. <laughs> well, occasionally it can be the kicker if you're the Cowboys, but <laughs> but other than that, it's the quarterback. And we wanted to talk about the whole landscape because it's evolving constantly, even mm-hmm. since the season ended. So we're super interested in the different yeah. outcomes that each of these. I mean, every team, beside with the exception of just a few has either small or large questions at the quarterback position. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, no, and I that's kind of where I wanted to start. Like before we get into specific teams and players, uh I wanted to ask this question about what did you think what do you think about the general state of the quarterback position? You mentioned there's a lot of questions, and that's how I would describe it. There's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of talent but there's also a lot of question marks if you want to kind of dive deeper into that. Yeah, well, I would say over the last 20 to 30 years, maybe more, we've seen quarterbacks and their development. The best quarterbacks have just – now, I'm not going to compare players to each other, but I'm saying in general quarterbacks have gotten more and more talented, have been able to do more and more things. The position has evolved into now you have running quarterbacks. Now you have quarterbacks with bigger arms. Now you have more mobile and flexible quarterbacks and fast decision-making. They play play longer. Yeah, they, they last longer. So we've reached a point where the best quarterbacks have continued to get better and better in terms of their overall talent. Yeah. And meanwhile, the worst quarterbacks have stayed. We've There's still a lot of mediocre quarterbacks in the NFL. And so what's happened is you now have a bigger divide at the quarterback position than you've ever had before. And yeah. so I think that's led to more than it was even 20 or 30 years ago. As we evolve into a passing game, you're seeing the need for – an elite quarterback become more and more apparent when you have to compete with with other elite quarterbacks yeah and i think you're you're seeing a league where teams more and more are not settling on certain quarterbacks 
in the past, you know, think of a quarterback like Daniel Jones or think of a quarterback like Baker Mayfield. Like 20 years ago, those guys have the seasons. Like, you know, Mayfield had a good season a couple years ago. Jones had the best season of his career this past year. And I think 20 years ago, those quarterbacks would have gotten massive extensions and teams would have been really excited about them. Um, And now teams are a lot more hesitant to bank their futures on quarterbacks like that they want to find those elite talents you know and by elite talents i mean like elite physical like tools like not just um you know just willy-nilly moving on to another quarterback no they're taking more risks like we can you know when we talk about the the draft there there's a couple quarterbacks who are i would say are pretty high risks but the the upside is so high a team is willing to take a take a gamble on a on the top 10 pick on them um but then if you just look at the league now i mean there's there's a lot of turmoil at the position you have the this i think small group of teams that are rock solid like they know who the quarterbacks are they know who they are long term and then you have a bigger group of teams where okay yeah the quarterback is good but there's questions about like well are they you know past their prime so like russell wilson like the broncos they when they got him it's like oh they have an elite quarterback he's clearly on the decline like what does it look like moving forward and then like the browns with deshaun watson like he was elite, then he hasn't really played for two years. What is what is he now? You know, 20, 23 Deshaun Watson, how effective is he? You have, you know, um, teams like, I mean, you, then you have like teams like the Lions, the Giants, the Seahawks. They have these, and we'll go through to those teams specifically. There's just a lot of question marks. when you. I wrote down all the teams, and I, I only had seven teams where I was like, yeah, their, their quarterback position is pretty settled. Like, we know who, who it is. They're not really looking for anyone else. And then I had like nine teams where – they know who the quarterback is, but there's some lingering questions about how good they are. Are they past their prime? Is this even the right guy long term? And then I had 12 teams with just a, just a straight up question mark. Like, are they going to draft a player? Are they going to go free agency? Are they going to trade? And then I had four teams who should just give up on their quarterback like right <laughs> now. And those teams are the Vikings, Titans, Steelers, and Patriots. They should just all four okay, of those. Okay, I'm going um, to. I know you disagree about one of those because of your <laughs> fantasy uh, football obsession, but. Uh, I, I think that the position's never been more good, more talented, but I also think that I don't think I've seen this much. Um, the, it's never been in flux like this before. I don't think there's a lot of like next year, the, the like like eight teams could have different quarterbacks, eight to ten teams, and they could have different futures as a result of their decisions. Yeah, I don't know which of those seven teams you were talking about, but if I'm just going to list off teams that right now I think should be very confident, have no worry in their starting quarterback. Yep. I think Patriots. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I misspoke. Chiefs is what I meant to say. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Mac Jones, Patrick Mahomes. Very easy to confuse them. Just a, just a mental mistake. Uh, but the Chiefs, Bills, yep. and the Chargers, yep. and Bengals. Yep. And probably Eagles, I would say. No, I don't have the Eagles. You don't have the Eagles there? Not like I know in re- okay in reality, yes. But if, from my perspective, I have questions about Jalen Hurts. We'll talk about that later. I have the Bills. I have the Jaguars. I have the Bengals. Okay, Jaguars, Chiefs, yep. Chargers. I have the Cowboys, and then I have the Rams. Those are the seven teams to me that like. There's not like there's no controversy, and those quarterbacks are good. And that's like like we know who those quarterbacks are moving forward. Uh, the Eagles are, are close, but we'll talk about Hurts uh, later. Fair. So yeah, it's very like we're saying we have five to seven each of us max, which is 
shows how few teams can be confident in their quarterback right now. It might also just show how great Patrick Mahomes is playing right now to make everyone be so jealous. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's hard to even – because when you think of the quarterbacks like who's elite – you almost feel bad including any other quarterback with Patrick Mahomes in the same group. It's almost right. like he deserves his own group because if we were thinking who the elite quarterbacks are, you would throw Josh Allen and Joe Burrow in there. But those guys are not on Patrick Mahomes' level. So Mahomes kind of needs his own tier, and then you start after him. I I think there's that much separation. Um, I don't think there's ever been that much separation from the best quarterback to the next best quarterback in NFL history. I, I, don't, I don't think... I yeah. can't think of any off the top of my head. Besides, like, in the 40s when they were just getting started. <laughs> Otto Graham's Sid, Sid Luckman. championship. Yeah. <laughs> Sid Luckman. <laughs> Johnny Unitas. Yeah, clearly. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 it's exciting. But there's also well, – the fact that there's questions makes it exciting, right? If yeah. it was all settled, it wouldn't be as interesting. But now, like – like, because think of – if we were in this these seats heading into last season, this past season – like we would probably say like oh yeah these these teams will be good these teams will be bad and then a bunch of wild stuff happened and now it's like what is happening at this position across the league um it's it's pretty exciting yeah well we have we have several specific situations we want to get into right david mm-hmm. yeah we're kind of <laughs> there's there's many different ways we could go with just the quarterback position we could spend an hour talking about many different players but we're going to try to break it like down Sam into Howell? a few yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Talk about Sam Howell for an hour, which, I mean, it would be a one-hour monologue from Daniel, <laughs> which he basically sent me texts that equated to one-hour <laughs> monologues, and I'm just so tired of it. I'm so yeah, so just a, just a quick story. I Yesterday, I was talking to my fiancé, who was telling me, I don't send her enough text messages. I don't send her detailed text messages but then she ran across a text message i had sent about sam Howe that was like it was like five <laughs> paragraphs long <laughs> and the same day i hadn't sent her anything so i felt really bad but you know i had to tell she her doesn't understand prior- she doesn't exactly. understand her pri- yeah, priorities are yeah, come on <laughs> yeah. that's so bad <laughs> you should not have admitted that you better not cut that out of the podcast um we'll get we'll get to sam Howe. you'll you guys yeah. are dedicated fan base We'll hear Daniel's <laughs> Sam Howell take, and hopefully he never texts anyone about it ever again because it's now on audio record. Um, first question we have, I think this is probably the biggest quarterback story of the offseason. Um, so Lamar Jackson, obviously not happy with Baltimore. Um, it looks like he's not going to be a Baltimore Raven um, much longer. So the question is, Daniel... Lamar Jackson, if he's traded, where would you like for him to go and why? So, first of all, I'll just say I don't know if Lamar Jackson is actually going to leave the Ravens. I think they have to either tag and trade him or tag him and sign him to a long-term deal because if you if you just tag him, don't sign him to any deal and don't trade him, and then you get to next offseason now – you would have to tag him again, which is crazy money for the yeah. quarterback. Yeah. So I think they either long-term or trade this offseason. And I think there's a good chance he may, he may stay with the Ravens, depending on what the mm-hmm. coaching staff wants to do. That being said, if Lamar does get traded, and I don't think what a team gives up for him will be – it might be a team is probably going to give up too much for him if he gets traded, let's be honest. Yeah. But having said that – the team I'm hopeful gets him is the Atlanta Falcons because 
<laughs> because oh you give gosh. Lamar Jackson the best tight end prospect <laughs> in NFL history. That's right, <laughs> history. A Calvin Johnson size athletic freak. And then pair him with Arthur Smith. <laughs> okay, don't be a new coach. But <laughs> if Arthur Smith is there, I just want to cry. But but Drake London, amazing wide receiver prospect. You have Arthur Smith, who's a good running coordinator. So you get a passing coordinator in there, and I think this offense is well. Wide Arthur open. Smith's not only the the coordinator; he's not a coordinator. He's a head coach, which is <laughs> a pretty big deal. That's the problem. <laughs> that man should never step foot on an NFL sideline ever again. He should be in the press box, <laughs> locked up in the press box, only calling plays, and none of his, none of his mess because he doesn't know what a what a specimen he has in Cobb Hits. <laughs> Cobb Hits is you're just so mad about your fantasy debacle, <laughs> your fantasy no, collapse. No, if you put Cobb Hits with Lamar Jackson, you're talking about the greatest tight end season in NFL history is coming in 2023. Oh I'm my saying gosh. it here. I'm declaring it. Because yeah. it will happen, and I will be very excited as a Pitts owner, of course. <laughs> yeah. Man, he, so he's going to have to surpass some, like, Travis Kelsey and Gronkowski seasons <laughs> to get to that level. Uh, well, here's the thing. Uh, you know, the NFC South, that entire division is one giant quarterback question. Um, and I know Atlanta, they were they were going to get Deshaun Watson until right. until Cleveland just swooped in and, and gave that ridiculous contract to Watson. Which you know is connected to this Lamar situation. We all know Lamar yep. rep- represents himself. He wants, reportedly, he wants a Deshaun Watson deal, which is uh, four or five years, fully guaranteed contract. Which I can understand why he would want that, and I think there's there's merit to like his logic. What I Albert Breer said that Lamar's primary thinking is that okay they've they've had him for five years they've used him in a way that's more physically demanding than most quarterbacks because they run him right. a lot and he's willingly done that for them um obviously he's been hurt the last two years he's missed quite a bit of games and he's his play has declined since his 2019 and mvp season his logic is like i've given up my body for this team you know they've won a lot of games you know while he's been their quarterback now i want to get compensated for that i want to have security financially which is i mean hilarious coming from a guy who's already has millions of dollars but anyway um that's neither here nor there but uh so i I can understand lamar's thinking behind it but if i'm the ravens i would not do anything like that no fully guaranteed contract to a quarterback who can't he just hasn't been able to stay healthy the last two years and as a thrower he's above average his running is what makes him special if that goes away then what is he i mean it's it's hard to know um so, I I'm all I'm all on the Ravens side of this. I'm not on Lamar's side. I'm on, I'm pro team. I'm generally pro team. If, if I haven't really said that on this podcast, but I'm pro owner, pro team. So the Falcons could work, but I actually I don't know if this would work out financially. Um, so I, I I don't know how to figure all that stuff out. But I would love to see Lamar on the Detroit Lions. The, yeah, the, the Detroit Lions. We'll talk and we'll touch upon them a little bit later. I can just give my take on them now, and then you know you can say your take later or right now on the Lions. But the Lions have a great offense. Um, their defense it needs it needs work, but they have a great offense, good offensive line, good skill position players, good and coordinator and Ben Johnson. Good coordinator. They have a they have a head coach who I think is building a good culture um, on the team. Uh, they play in a very winnable division because we don't know what's going to happen with Rodgers. The Vikings are frauds. The Bears just don't want to do anything productive at all. Um, so I think the Lions should see themselves 
as a team that if, if they get a quarterback who can be elite, I don't think Lamar is elite, but he can be elite, the NFC is wide open, okay? This is the perfect opportunity. Even if, like, you get Lamar and then you sign him to a fully guaranteed contract and then it flames out at the end, but if you have a chance to win a Super Bowl and you get one, it's worth it, right? It's it's totally 100% worth it. So I think the Lions should look at Lamar, be very intrigued. Jared Goff, he's a fine quarterback, but I don't think he he's the solution for Detroit to get to that next level. And then obviously if Lamar gets traded to the Lions, you'd imagine Goff gets traded to the Ravens, which for the Ravens, they'd probably be okay with that. You know, it's not ideal, but at least it's a serviceable quarterback. Um, I would love to see Lamar on the Lions. That's my pick. I think seeing Jared, Jared Goff on the Ravens would be really, really interesting because Hardball, mm-hmm. we've seen him change the offense to adapt to Lamar. That's right. I wonder what he would do with a more of a pocket passer. Well, Harbaugh would be like, thank goodness we have a Joe Flacco type quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. John so Harbaugh misses Joe out. Flacco so much now. Um, but, no, but yeah. maybe they could get a third team involved because there might be a team, I don't know, just throwing yeah. one out there like, the Saints might be interested in Jared Goff. The Saints need for like some three year some deals. spiritual help as well. They, they're just <laughs> <laughs> with that cap, the cap, <laughs> an eternal problem. No, I, I, but I like the Falcons too. I, I think that's a that's a team, and th- I think that's a team that also might just be crazy enough to give Lamar the fully guaranteed deal. Um, that's true. And yeah. some of these owners, this could be the thing where some of these owners come in. Like, look at what's happened with. Just in the this is the NBA, but what happened in the NBA? You have new owners on the Suns. Immediately they come Big in splash. and make a deal happen. So there could be the kind of thing where you have and look what happened. The Broncos got new owners immediately. Trade for Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. or that was actually I think I think well, Sean Payton. They went for Sean Payton. Right. That's yeah. yeah Sean Payton. No, no, so, no, you're right though. Like owner new ownership. They try to make big-time moves. Or like, even old ownership that's just tired of it. Like the Colts <coughs> right now with Jim Irsay. The Panthers right now with their owner. Mm-hmm. They're kind of tired, and they're just like, we need a quarterback. So yeah, yeah. you could see one of those teams go all in on Lamar, potentially. Yeah, But 100%. if we're saying, David, that's what we want to happen, see the Lions or Falcons or a fun team like that, what would you say is most likely, in your opinion? For Lamar, I, I think the odds have Lamar to the Jets as the top, okay. as the top, as the favorite right now. Over the Ravens, or is that if he gets traded? Let me actually look it up real quick. Okay. Lamar Jackson landing spot odds twenty twenty three. I could have sworn it was the Jets. I don't think the Ravens were on this list. Okay, so I think it's assuming that the Ravens are the favorite to keep Lamar. Um, but if you were to not, it's. So the order is Jets, Falcons, Raiders, Panthers, Patriots, Commanders, and Dolphins. Command- wow. I shouldn't have said Commanders because now you're about to start crying. <laughs> it's not happening, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, so the Falcons there are number two. So, I mean. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize the they Lions, were that high. The Lions are not even on it. Um, okay. I'm surprised to see the Dolphins on there, but. I guess they try to get Brady when they. That would be well. wild. The Dolphins are the shadiest organization. That'd be good for Lamar though. If Lamar yeah. could get two in a oh, bottle. Oh, oh man. I actually might. I actually might change my mind. I think the the Dolphins might be the best spot for him. With the top five head coach. Well, I mean, the sky's the limit. Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> now, uh, I'm going to stick with the Lions, but the Dolphins would be sneaky good on that one. I and I mean, seeing the Patriots on here, the Patriots actually had a chance to draft Lamar um, in 2018, but that, it was never going to happen with Brady there and. Um, so and we yeah. sh- one thing I think we should point out is the Ravens dr- did draft a tight end. They drafted Hayden, Hayden Hurst. Hurst ahead of Lamar, and yep. it worked out fine for them because they were able to still get Lamar in the first round, which gave them that yep. fifth year option. But 
it would have been nice if the Ravens had, if they had known Lamar would be a really good starting quarterback, they probably would have taken him where they took Hayden Hurst instead. Yeah, yeah and uh, man, there's so many possibilities. Like, because even though I'm now looking at this list again, Raiders and Panthers. I mean, yeah, like both of those teams need quarterbacks. Yep, and there's just so many Raiders potential is landing spots. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Ra- I haven't even thought about the Raiders that. are also. I mean, Jimmy G, Aaron Rodgers. We'll talk about yeah. those guys. Um, there's just a lot. So, uh, I mean, speaking of Rodgers, so you say Falcons, I say Lions, but. I I actually think that he'll end up if I had to guess where he's going to go. I'm actually going to pick the Falcons as a, Oh yeah, uh, that's good. as what's going to happen uh and you do you actually think the Falcons is going to happen? I think he's going to stay with the Ravens. Oh really? That's my yeah. that's my pick. Wow. That I mean that'd be good too. I, I think that's good too. It just seems like every time and this is not always true, but all, usually when I get hyped up about someone leaving, they end up staying. Like I think we could compare this even with what you were saying about the injury. How he mm. how they use him as more of a runner yeah. compared to what happened with Debo. Debo didn't like how he was being used. Debo mm-hmm. wanted to be traded, mm-hmm. and they ended up working things out with him and keeping him on a long term yeah. deal. So I think the same thing could happen with Lamar in Baltimore. Yeah, and that would obviously be great for the Ravens and Lamar for his uh, pocketbook, uh, his pockets. <laughs> um, speak. Okay, so I mentioned Rogers. That's our number two question. So yeah. Um, so obviously now Rogers. I think his a uh, four day. Um, darkness retreat is over, uh, and he's out of that. But he hasn't. I don't think he's announced anything. I'm sure we'll we'll hear all about it on Pat McAfee. Yeah. So assuming he, yeah, assuming he doesn't retire, because that is an option. Um, and again, assuming he's not in Green Bay, which I think I saw reports that the Packers were disgusted by him, <laughs> just really just strong language. But, uh, um. Where would where should he go? Same question as Lamar. And is he still a Super Bowl caliber quarterback? Because last season was the worst season of his career. Um, so yeah, what, what do you think to those two questions? I'm gonna say he is still a Super Bowl caliber quarterback I if agree. he has the weapons. He's one year removed from back to back MVPs. Yeah, and we can argue whether or not he should have won the MVPs, but he won two back to back MVPs. He was, he he had was a candidate. Seasons. He was a candidate. Yeah, and elite seasons. Everyone has been saying the same team. But I think they're all right. I think he, I think the Jets are the best landing spot for, for Aaron Rodgers. Not just because it's the most likely to happen. We know they've been interested in him before. We know they were interested in, la- in him last season. But also, they have so many weapons for him, and one of those is Garrett Wilson. <laughs> and if Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson are together, then the NFL needs to just get on high alert because <laughs> defenses are about to get torched. Oh, my goodness. No, the Jets. Are, the Jets are connected to pretty much every quarterback imaginable, even like Derek Carr. Yeah. Um. I I would love to see Rodgers on the, on the Jets because they have a good team. That if this team had a good quarter, an average quarterback last year, let's say the Jets last year had who was an average quarterback last year. Uh, let's say they. I mean, they had. Let's say they what had. What if like, they had Mac Jones? If they had or, Mac Jones, they're probably a playoff team. Uh, right? or maybe like a. Uh, think of a like maybe uh, I'm trying to look through this list of quarterbacks here. If they had a quarterback, I mean, if they had like a Derek Carr type quarterback, right? Yeah, like that Derek Carr. I think they're a playoff team uh, pretty easily. I agree. Zach Wilson single handedly like tanked them from the playoffs, and Mike White too. He's not good either. I do believe though, if Mike White, even if Mike White had played the whole season, I think they're a playoff team because they were a lot th- better with Mike I don't White than with, with that at all. Zach Wilson. I think they they would they would have been just as bad, but. The fact that they won seven games last year is a testament to like how good the roster was. 
Good defense. Yeah. Really good defense. I think a division. Sauce Gardner. Yeah. Huge. It's a, it's a tough. It's a tougher division because you have the Bills and the Dolphins, and you know the Patriots somehow always win like eight nine games. But yeah, I think Rodgers with the Jets makes a lot of sense. The the Raiders are also an option, like a reunion with uh, Devontae Adams. Um, I th- I mean, are there any other teams? Because uh, I don't think he's staying in Green Bay. Are there any other teams that are realistic? Yeah, I don't think he is staying in Green Bay, and I yeah. think we can be pretty confident about that because of the contract and because they've realized we can't bring in other stars unless we get rid of this yeah. massive contract, which gets worse for them every single year. So I think they have to, and I think Aaron Rodgers has to go to a team that has a lot of star players who are on rookie deals because you either need the rookie quarterback or you need mm. the expensive quarterback with stars with young and other positions and who are on rookie deals. Yeah. And that's why the Jets are so good because they have both the offensive and defensive player of the year on rookie deals yeah. as well as other star positions like Brees Hall. Yeah, exactly. So it's, yeah. a good, it's a good fit for him. Yeah. And it's maybe a, the it's Raiders, a major market. but it would be harder for the Raiders because they're already paying Adams a lot of money. That's true. Adams is paid a lot. Yeah, and I also I, it would actually be more fun if Rodgers was at the Raiders because you get all those AFC West battles, uh, him and Mahomes, and then uh, him and Mahomes. I don't think they've actually played each other yet, uh, even though the teams have played twice. Uh, Mahomes is hurt for the first one, and then Rodgers had COVID for the second one. So I don't think I don't think they've uh, they've played each other yet. And then you have the Broncos and the Chargers as well. I, I I agree. I think I think it's the Jets. I think the Packers do want to move on from Rodgers. Rodgers wants to move on from the Packers. There's obviously the financial implications. Um, I'm not. I, I have not researched the cap space for the Jets. I'm not sure exactly how much cap space they have, but they'll they'll figure that out. Like if if they, they obviously have inquired about Rodgers, so that means that they'll do whatever it takes to get into make sense financially. so yeah one more thing i'll add i know a lot of people are not aware of like what the early fantasy average mm-hmm. draft position is right now in early fantasy adp garrett wilson is already going in the late second round <laughs> simply because people are betting on aaron Rodgers being his yeah. quarterback but if aaron Rodgers is not the quarterback i would expect him to be like a early fourth round pick mid fourth round pick and if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback I would expect him to be a late first pick so the fact that he's already going in the late second means people are saying there's probably a greater than 50% chance that he does play with Aaron Rodgers so just Mm -hmm. throwing that out there not sure if he should be going that high not sure if I think that's more than 50% likely but a lot of fantasy players it seems the market is betting he is going to the Jets yeah, so I'm looking at the cap space. Right now the Jets are 264000 over um, the cap. Uh, okay. And the team with the most cap space, the Bears, and then you have the Falcons, so that makes, you know, Lamar. Yeah. Raiders actually have the third most cap space. Then you have the, Interesting. Then you have the Giants, maybe an underrated Rodgers destination. Hmm. Uh, the other New York team. And then the Texans, who are not going to get Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Um so, but I mean, these things can change, right? Like free agency, draft, all that. Like th- these are not set in numbers. And then the Jets could obviously trade players away, and they could cut players, whatever. They can. They'll if again, if they want Aaron Rodgers, they'll make it work. So, um, yeah, I think I think Jets. We're we're both in line yep. on that one. Um, next question. All right, this is for the San Francisco 49ers. So they have had probably one of the more unique quarterback, excuse me, situations since they drafted Trey Lance. Um, and now 2022 played out very interesting. Trey Lance gets hurt the second game. 
Jimmy Garoppolo takes over, plays excellently. Then he has a season, pretty much a season-ending injury. Brock Purdy comes in. They don't lose a game until he gets cheap-shotted and intentionally injured by the Eagles in the NFC title game. Uh, Brock Purdy, seventh-round pick, last pick of the draft. So Shanahan said after the NFC title game, I don't remember if it was immediately after or a couple days after, he said the Jimmy G 49ers era is, is over, essentially. He doesn't see him coming back. Makes total sense for both parties, I think. Um, so it's Trey Lance, Brock Purdy. So what do the 49ers do? What should they do, and what do you think they'll do? I think what they should do and what they will do are the same. Yep. And that is stick with the quarterback that has the most upside, yep. and that is Trey Lance. Yep. He doesn't just have the most draft capital. He doesn't just have the, mo- the most athleticism. But he's also been in the system longer. Now, he hasn't started as many games, but he's been learning from Shanahan for longer than Brock Purdy. And whether or not, yes, Brock Purdy played well, but my biggest takeaway from how well Brock Purdy played was imagine if Trey Lance had played all of last season. Exactly. I know that's forward thinking and somewhat... So You can't prove it. 20 years ago, they would be sticking with Brock Purdy, but I think in today's era and... We know that Shanahan is is a smart coach, forward thinking, yeah. and that's why you draft someone like Lance as the third overall pick who had played like a, he'd started thirteen games in like the previous four years or something. Yeah, he hasn't not COVID, played a lot of football. With the injuries, so he had played almost no football. Goes third overall because of the talent, because of the upside. Yeah. And I think that's why the 49ers are going to stick with Trey Lance. The fantasy community also agrees because Trey Lance is currently going near 100th on average in drafts, whereas Brock Purdy's going near 200th on average. Yeah, I am I'm, I'm totally agree with you 100%. Uh, look, Brock Purdy was a great story. I, I know I've brought this up multiple times, but this, this man has physical limitations. <laughs> okay? And there's a combination of the schedule for the 49ers wasn't that tough, and Purdy ne- wasn't necessarily making all these amazing plays. Um, it was him using McCaffrey, Kittle, and Debo, which are three like their positions, like elite talents, right? And Trey Lance, if we look at, I think he's been treated a little unfairly uh, because, again, if you think of his rookie season, he came in a couple times, and he, considering he hadn't played football in like over well over a year at that point, I mean, it looked pretty good. Again, this is NFL, like this is the highest level. He missed his last season of college due to COVID, I think, the entire last season. Um, and then this year, his first game was in a monsoon against Chicago. First game of the year, which you can never really take fully into account. And then the second game, he gets hurt in the first quarter. So no one can really say, You can't say he's good, obviously, because we haven't seen him. But you can't say he's bad. You can't say he's a bust. He's infinitely more talented than Brock Purdy. The 49ers traded a lot of draft capital to get him. And... I think Shanahan just wants to have stability at the position and he wants Trey Lance. That's, I think that's his guy and the four ers should stick with that plan. They should not overreact to what Brock Purdy did, uh, which, and it's good. You still have Brock Purdy, by the way, right? Like let's say Lance just busts. You have Brock Purdy. It's as good a backup as you'll ever have. And you have him for three more years on your team. Um, and then if you, if, if Lance is like really good, you can trade Brock Purdy. You can trade him, get some draft capital, you know, or you could just hold on to him for three years because that's a good backup. I think the 49ers probably just hold on to Brock Purdy. I don't think they trade him. They don't need to trade him. There's no pressure to trade him. So, yeah, I, I think it would be really foolish for the 49ers and for Shanahan to 
um, not start Lance. I, I just don't think there's any chance that Lance is not the starter week one, unless he gets hurt, obviously, in the offseason. So. Yep, so we're right on the same page on that one. Yeah, it's a little annoying uh, that we're <laughs> agreeing. Yeah, sorry, listeners. All right. Sorry for being so, boring. Yeah, all right, so the fourth question. All right, this one, this is, I think, where the some fireworks are going to happen. So the Chicago Bears, okay, they have the first overall pick in the draft. Um, they have Justin Fields as their running back, uh, quarterback. <laughs> Sorry, uh, misspoke there. Uh, and there's a question of okay, there's Bryce Young, there's CJ Stroud, there's Will Levis, there's Anthony Richardson. Do the Bears, Daniel, do the Bears draft a quarterback or not? Not dude, should they draft a quarterback or should they stick with Fields? The floor is yours. I would say there's a 90. 90- <coughs> nine percent chance they stick with fields i don't think there's any way and i'm just saying what they're what's going to happen they are sticking with fields i think everything we've heard from camp is that they're sticking with fields Mm -hmm. they like fields what should they do that is where it gets tricky because they didn't set fields i know fields is five and 20 as a starter (laughs) i get it his record (laughs) is not great but they didn't and he averages like nine completions a game okay okay (laughs) But look at who he's throwing, dude. They yeah. they set Fields up for total failure. It's almost like they set him up thinking, oh, let's make him look bad so we can draft a quarterback. I mean, for you to have no weapons. When your best receiving weapon is Cole Komet, and <laughs> Cole, Cole Komet is not bad, but... That can't be your wide receiver one. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you draft Valus Jones in the third round, who's one of the oldest players to ever get Did drafted. Did you talk about Chase Claypool? Oh, no. <laughs> you trade the number 32 overall pick for Chase Claypool. What they did for four fields was simply horrible, and I think the Claypool trade was was overreacting to how bad his situation was. Yep. But at that point, and I've heard people say, well, you can't trade fields because you don't want him to do well on another team and be embarrassed. Who cares how he does on another team? You need to be thinking about what's right for your team right now. And what's right for the Bears, I believe, is to stick with Fields because you've seen him be impressive on the field with his legs and with his with his arm. So if mm-hmm. he can – now, I'm not saying he's put up the best passing numbers, but if he can develop as a passer, no. his ceiling is higher than Jalen Hurts. His ceiling is very high. He's a better pure runner than any quarterback I've ever seen in my entire life. It's insane. When better he, than Mac Jones? <laughs> <laughs> I, so during the draft, actually, David and I were watching that draft together yeah. back in, was it 2020? Yeah, it was 2020. And or was it 2021? It was 2021. Yeah, 2021. I was pushing for Fields to be the second pick, and then he didn't get picked second. He didn't get picked third, and I was just losing my mind as all these teams passed on him, the Panthers. So I do have some investment in Fields. <laughs> but he was beside himself. <laughs> Daniel was collapsed and falling apart at the seams. I really am hoping that he can have a good season next year. And by the way, he is going in the fifth round of fantasy draft, so the hype the hype is real. <laughs> using, I mean, I'm surprised you haven't used any Vegas odds for any of your opinions right now. <laughs> don't don't worry, they're coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so look, you know what I've said about Fields in the past, right? You you know exactly what I've said. However, I've done a complete 180 on Justin Fields in the last week. I am all in on Justin Fields. What? And let me explain. What why. am I hearing? Let, <laughs> I know. Am I, am I on drugs or something? <laughs> I, I'm actually... So, 
I I put away my biases because I'm just I'm just so just um, good at that. You know, I'm just not biased at all. Clearly, um, <laughs> obviously joking. Uh, I was thinking about Fields. Okay, just in a vacuum, like by himself. Fields, great arm talent. Obviously, elite runner. Don't think he's great at processing the field yet. But then I but then I took him out of the vacuum and put him on the team he's on. And I looked at the Bears roster. And it, it's actually a crime what they've done. <laughs> it, it, is a, it is a crime that they have been so incompetent at building a roster around a quarterback as talented as Justin Fields. Um, I'm all in on Justin Fields because I, of how talented he is. Now, what's tough about it is that what can the Bears do? Like, who are the wide receivers they can get? Who are the offensive linemen they can get? Who, I I think what they should do is they should trade the number one overall pick to a team that's that's desperate for a quarterback. That's number one. Um, number two, they need to think of a way to get Fields just some respectable weapons on the team. I don't, I'm not sure who that is. I don't know who's available. I don't. Know, I mean, they have the most cap space, 94 million. They have a lot of money to play with. But I'm all in on Justin Fields. I just feel bad for him because. He's already in his third season, and yeah. this roster is just as garbage as it was his first two years. So it's like, okay, he's going to have another wasted season, essentially. And at that point, you know, teams might be, you know, if he goes to a different team, they, teams might not be as excited about him because of his lack of production. I think lack of production is a mix of he still needs to grow as a passer. I think you would agree with that. He needs to grow. But it's also part of, like, you don't have anyone to throw to. You don't have an offensive line. Your coaching, your coaching staff sucks. The Bears are just a terrible franchise overall. Um, I feel bad for for Justin Fields because I agree. I also agree with your Jalen Hurts take. Like, if Fields grew in the Philly system as opposed to the Chicago system, I think Philly is fourteen and three this season. I think that uh, they probably win the Super Bowl given his talent and his upside. Um, if and also he had to have started in the Philly system, not like you can just take him and throw him in there right now. And then they win. Um, so, and we've talked about this in the past about quarterbacks. Like, it's a little overrated in the sense that just put a quarterback in there and everything's solved. Environment also matters a lot. He was put in the worst environment imaginable. And because he's not, I don't think he'll ever be an elite quarterback. I don't think he can overcome that. But at the same time, I mean, I can't think of one positive thing the Bears do <laughs> uh, organizationally. Like, I, I just don't think they do anything well. So I'm on I'm on I'm completely on your side on this. I'm a Justin Fields truther now. Let's go. That's let's right. Go. We can we can become the Justin Fields fan podcast. Yeah, no, I I was just I was just trying to like just think about it more realistically and not just play the results because if you just play the results, obviously it would say oh Justin Fields should not be a quarterback for like a starting quarterback for a team. But I saw some of the throws he made. I saw obviously his runs are incredible. He has the best runs in, in the league for a quarterback, better than Lamar. Um, but he also has a great arm, and he can throw like a really good deep ball. But yeah, I, that's just my take on it. So I think this is what the Bears need to do. Just real quick, they need to call up the Arizona Cardinals, and they need to call up the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because these are teams that may be in rebuilding mode yeah. and that may have the option of trading. DeAndre Hopkins and Chris Godwin, respectively. If you can get DeAndre Hopkins and Chris Godwin for Justin Fields, and then draft Jackson Smith and Jigba, and they'll be able to do that with the draft capital they'll get by trading down a little bit. Now you have three. How do they get both of those receivers, though? How are they going to get them both? 
Hopkins and Godwin? Yeah, how they're gonna they'll trade for both of them. But what are they gonna give up? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Hopkins you can probably get for like an early second round pick. Okay. Oh, like what they gave up for Chase Claypool. <laughs> I don't. Godwin might take a first. I'm not sure, but if they can give up. They yeah. might be able to get three first, and then suddenly you're stacked. You have JSN, Godwin, Hopkins. Mm. That's, I mean, I'd be all in. <laughs> I know you'd be all in. Uh, it's a pipe dream, but I think yeah, <laughs> I'd be on too. But I think yeah, again, we're both aligned on that one. Let's get to the next one so we can get because we have a, some more questions to get through. All right. Um, I, I I don't think we need to talk about this one too long, but just the NFC South. Like what 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 the heck is going on with this division? This is like the worst division I've ever seen. Period. Because, I mean, obviously Breeze retires in 2020. So, Saints in quarterback limbo. Matt Ryan fades out. Matt Ryan's gone. Tom Brady retires. Uh, The Panthers, I mean, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) It's unbelievable what they've been doing at the quarterback position. Uh, To me, this division is like a Jimmy G, Derek Carr, like, love fest division. Like, all four of those teams are like, oh, please, Jimmy G, come here. Oh, please. (laughs) Excuse me, Derek Carr, please. I mean, this is a terrible division. Maybe if look if Lamar goes to Atlanta, he might save the division and make it watchable. But this is like the worst division I've ever seen. What are, what the heck are they doing? What are these teams doing? It's horrible. The defenses aren't even that good either. Like I mean, this division is like. But I will say this: the NFC, the NFC North. What which yeah. division do the, is that? The Cowboys and Eagles. Well, that's the East. NFC East. The NFC East was at this same point. Like five years ago or six. Oh years yeah, ago. for sure. So we've seen d- d- entire divisions recover. So yeah, that could happen, I think it, I think it'll happen. It's looking it's just, horrible. Yeah, and like, it's looking like it'll take a long time. Yeah, because the Saints like they went all in for that four year window, which they choked away every playoff loss they had. Um, and then you know the Falcons and the I mean the Panthers are just bad a bad franchise. The Buccaneers they, they should just every morning their their owner should thank the Lord that Tom Brady <laughs> decided to go to their franchise. Because without Tom Brady, the Buccaneers would be an irrelevant franchise that nobody cares about. Um, they still have talent on their roster, though. So, like, if they get a decent quarterback, they, they could win the division easily. Or, I th- like I've said with Godwin, I think the right move for the Bucs is to start trading those pieces away and just doing a full rebuild. Because they can get a lot for Godwin, for maybe Mike Evans, potentially. I don't think they have the courage to do that. You know, t- I, I, I agree with you. They should just offload. Because the, they should know that this, this window is done. They have defensive line talent they yeah. can trade. Yeah, yeah. The, the Buccaneers should know, like, Brady's out. We're done, you know. So let's let's try to rebuild. Let's tank for Caleb Williams, which we can talk about. <laughs> That's one of our questions. Um, I think that Jim, this is a potential Jimmy G division. I think this is a potential Derek Carr division, potential Lamar Jackson division. So this division can't flip. I think the team that might be screwed the most are the Saints, um, unfortunately. I think the team that could benefit the most uh, from uh, from a non-quarterback from their coaching hire, the Panthers. Frank Reich's a good coach. If they get a solid quarterback in there, I think the Panthers can win that division. Um, I agree, and I love who they hired. And it, at, you, you could argue they should have won the division last year. You know, they were they were really close, but they screwed around with Baker Mayfield a little too long. <laughs> yeah, but they did they did hire a Giro for DC, yep. which yeah. I think is a fantastic hire. So Frank Frank Reich almost has like an all star mm-hmm. Avengers assemble over there, <laughs> at the Avengers. coaching staff. Like yeah, it's good, man. Avengers for an eight and nine team. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't want to talk about this division too much because it's such a disaster, and like each team, you know, has a unique kind of backstory on how they got to the where they are right now. Yeah, I think uh, we've already lost a few listeners. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> on the way. Uh, question number six: Jalen Hurts 
Obviously, he's going to sign an extension with the Eagles. But how much is he worth? Oh, man. <laughs> That's so hard because quarterbacks are never worth the amount you have to pay them. But you have to, but you have to pay them, right? Because they're a quarterback. And because Not never, but I know what you're saying. The, the quarterback market is a, is a little – it's like a bubble almost. Yeah. There's just so much money in it. Um, okay, ready for my take on Jalen Hurts? I'm ready. I don't think the Eagles should think about extending him at all. I think they should let him play this year, <laughs> and I think they should let him go and try it again with another rookie deal quarterback. That's my opinion. I think if they lock themselves in Jalen Hurts for a long-term contract, they are basically dooming their franchise for half a decade. I just I don't agree with that at all. He's not Look good. He's not good. Every year, he's not good. Improvement every single year. That's not hard to do when one you suck starting out, which he did. He sucked for two years, and then this past year they gave him like the greatest semblance of talent the the in the NFL, and he still wasn't that impressive. No, but he got better. I'm serious. His again trajectory get, is really impressive. His trajectory. Okay, again, if you start off being terrible, there should be some trajectory, but. I thought over the course of the year he was a little overrated. Again, anyone who thought anyone who thought he should have been MVP at any point, <laughs> you should just stop talking about football. Oh, that's you, Daniel. <laughs> that's you thinking that at any point this man was more valuable than Patrick after, Mahomes. Just after the first half of the season, no, I thought after, he should be the MVP. After no point in the season was the MVP. None. Not not week one. Not week eight. Not week sixteen. None of it. Okay. I look the Super Bowl. He was great, but that was an anomaly performance by him. Uh, this is the classic example of like kind of a one-year wonder, which I think he kind of is. To me, he's just like kind of like Cam Newton. Cam Newton had one great year. Suddenly, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, he won the MVP, which he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have won MVP that year. But, oh, my gosh, Cam Newton, the Panthers, <laughs> forever. They're going to be in Super Bowls all the time, blah, blah, blah. He did nothing after that, nothing, okay? Jalen Hurts is not a great thrower. He's too dependent on running. He's already had injury problems in his career already, okay? And... I think any quarterback would look somewhat decent with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith making insane catches for them. I mean, how many – Devontae Smith didn't make one normal catch all year because he had to save Hurts from his inaccurate throws. <laughs> this guy, I'm telling you, the Eagles – look, Philly, Philadelphia Eagles, organization, Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman, if you're listening, I know you are, do not extend Jalen Hurts. If you do, pay him like $15 million a year. That should be the offer to Jalen Hurts, $15 million a year, maybe even single – like $9 million. I, but what they're going to do is they're going to pay him like $40 million a year. It's going to be such a bad I was about move. to suggest 45 Oh, my gosh. <laughs> why, why would okay? Why would a team want to lock themselves into someone like him? On top of that, he's just not a good quarterback. He's, he's a below-average quarterback who can run. And I, I cannot wait for the league to make their quarterback. Their, so I don't know if you saw this, but the Eagles have actually cheated on all their quarterback sneaks. They don't actually get set. Their offensive line does not get set, which is exactly why they get the, the kind of kind of push they get because they don't get set. And then Hurts always has to get pushed from behind. They're going to make that illegal. And then what is Hurts going to have at that point? Tell me. What's he going to have at that point when he can't get pushed from behind uh, in front of his cheating offensive line that he has? Okay, when the quarterback sneaks are out for him, what is he, what value does he add? None. Well, <laughs> if, if, if they don't blow the whistle, it's – Fair game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they don't. Bl- okay, that's that's interesting. That's interesting. No, but I, David, that was a great rant. However, I will say I think his arm has gone better every single year. I think 
His his arm has gone back. Have you seen that? Did you see the Hail Mary attempted in the Super okay. Bowl? Are you kidding me? <laughs> he was injured. <laughs> oh, of course he was injured. Got it. He, was he injured on the AJ Brown throw though? <laughs> he wasn't injured then. Got it. Okay, cool. Sounds good. This is like a Steph Curry thing. Every time Curry <laughs> Steph Curry had a bad game, oh he's hurt, and then he would drop like forty five the next game. Oh my gosh, he's not hurt anymore. So okay, I, I'll take that. Let's compare uh, Jalen Hurts to the Steph Curry of, no. the, of the NFL. No, he's not. <laughs> Actually, he might be because he needed a super team to <laughs> to to win and injuries to the opposing team. I actually kind of like it. I think he's like Steph Curry. I think that's good. Now, obviously, you disagree with me. You think he's worth a lot of money, right? I do. I think he's worth max of forty five million for like a five year deal. That's what I do. Okay, and and I know part of this is is fantasy football inspired because he's obviously a fantasy god because well, of his running ability. I'm telling you, this has nothing to do with fantasy. Football. You know, when the Eagles, the, so the Eagles, people think they're going to get to the Super Bowl next year. I'm going to tell you right now, the Eagles are not making the Super Bowl next year. I guarantee it. I guarantee. No, that. they're not you making. Did not it. just say that. I did. They're not making the Super Bowl next year. I guarantee it. I think they are. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee they won't make it. I think they are. They have two first round picks. That's good enough for me. Uh, when they draft Bijan Mustard, then yeah, you're. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, when they drop Bijan Robinson, oh, another player NFL, that he needs, another player that he needs. The NFL is over. <laughs> over. <laughs> Jalen Hurts and Bijan Robinson. Tell me, you can't tell stop. me, tell me how Jalen Hurts could not beat an inferior team in the Super Bowl because the Chiefs were inferior roster wise. Uh, we don't need to go into it. We don't need to go into it. We already talked about Patrick Mahomes. He was not that great in the game. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, so we we disagree on that one. Jalen Hurts is a fraud, but hey, whatever. All right, next question. <laughs> So these three teams had surprise quarterback performances. Seahawks, Lions, Giants. Okay, so Geno Smith, Jared Goff, Daniel Jones. Um, Jones, you know, he didn't get the fifth-year option. Uh, he, the Giants have said they want to keep him. He just got a new agent. Um, if the Now, I'm not going to tell my Giants take yet. Goff, I don't know how much longer he has on his contract, but he's not like a free agent or anything. And then Geno Smith, I think they're working on a deal for him. So please, uh, Daniel, for each of these three teams, so for Smith, Geno Smith, Jared Goff, and Daniel Jones, what should their respective teams do uh, about about them? What, what, should they, what should they do? So first of all, I would say for none of these people are going to elevate your team nope. like to a high level. However, nope. <laughs> some of them can be competent. Like I would say – Here's here's the problem though. Like I was gonna say, Jared Goff would be the most competent right now, but then I realized he has the most weapons of any of them by far. So, at the end of the yep. day, I think these teams should all try to draft a quarterback with yep. upside if possible. If they're in a good opportunity situation, yep. if not, they should stick with who they have and look into getting quarterback next year in the draft. But I think you have to take a shot. Like if any of these teams has a chance to take a shot on even like Levis or Richardson in this draft, they probably should just because you want to hit upside, even if there's only a 25% chance they're anything good. Yeah, and if you look at the draft order, it's actually really interesting. I'm waiting for it to load. But I know the Lions are six or seven. So the Lions, so the Seahawks are fifth, and the Lions are sixth. Okay, yeah. So, the, but the issue, obviously, with that is they have the Texans and the Colts ahead of them. So you know that those two teams are definitely yep. looking for a quarterback, and then you have no idea what team is going to trade up with maybe like the Bears or the Cardinals, and what quarterbacks. I mean, we could. See I think that, it's safe to say two quarterbacks go in the first four picks, and there's still two of the. Yeah, I mean, like a Levis or Richardson. A, a left. team could trade up the, and honestly, all four of those guys that you mentioned, like the the four, well, the four quarterbacks everyone's talking about. 
this could be the top four picks based on how teams trade up. So the Seahawks and Lions, yeah, I I think the Giants should not consider re-signing Daniel Jones at all. I agree. No, like, I'm right there they, with you because he's the one who's going to be the most expensive. Yeah, yeah. So often we here's the thing with the Giants: earn as much. They know they have a good coach. They know that exactly. Dayball is a good coach and a great staff. Yeah. So look, just take your L's for the year and get Caleb Williams. That's what they should do. Period. Just, just do it. What? Why would they not do it? Just take the L's. Like, be bad. Who, you said the Giants have the fifth pick. No, no, for next year. I'm saying, I'm saying this year they should. This I know. season, Here, they but here's why they shouldn't do it. The Giants don't have the fifth pick. The Giants have the 25th pick. Ooh, okay. Yeah, the the, the Seahawks have the fifth pick, and the Lions have the sixth pick. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I think the Seahawks should try to draft a quarterback, and I think the Lions should try to get Lamar. And if they can't get Lamar. Draft, try to draft a quarterback and then develop like you know bench free. I think Levis and Richardson could benefit from being on the bench for a year. I and agree, then, and then starting. Whereas Stroud and Bryce Young are probably like start right away kind of guys. Yep. Although I think Stroud could also benefit from uh, sitting out a year. I think Bryce Young could start right away and he'd be fine. Um, and then you have the Raiders at seventh and the Falcons at eight, like and the Panthers at nine. I mean, there's just, <laughs> I mean, you look at that like five to nine. I feel like one of those teams is going to try to make a jump uh, from one of the quarterbacks. So if you're the Seahawks and Lions, yep. you you have a again this, the Lions are in a very tough spot because they have a lot of young talent. But you have Jared Goff as your quarterback. The Seahawks, I don't think they have as much young talent. Um, if they, I also think if they re-sign Geno to a long-term deal, it's like what are you doing? Like what? Come on! I mean, he had a I good. I think you can give him like three years, two-year deal. Okay, and not he, for much money. Okay, like. yeah, I think yeah, Geno will not be as expensive as Jones. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. So the Seahawks, if they re-sign Geno, if they can't get a quarterback, that's totally fine. The Lions, I, I I think I agree with you that the Seahawks and Lions would be fine with their quarterbacks they have now. Or yeah, and they they'll ha- probably or, stick with them even if they do draft a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I think they keep them around. Yeah, I I don't think it's the end of the world for those teams. But the Giants absolutely have the most to lose if they yeah. stick with Daniel Jones. That'd be a terrible mistake by them, uh, and I think it could cost Dayball his 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 job at the Giants if they, if they decide if they make that kind of decision. I think the Giants should just look at this past year as like, oh, that was, you know, it was a really good year, like. We overperformed. No one thought we'd make the playoffs. You made the playoffs. You weren't that good. Uh, you got exposed by the Eagles in the in the playoff game. You won a playoff game, which is amazing. Like you, that's an amazing accomplishment. Uh, but now it's time to like look at the long long picture. They don't have receiving talent either, so the Giants could try to get receiver like uh, H HSN. What is that his name? J- Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, yeah, I, HSN. I think is like a H and M is the store. Um, <laughs> Like maybe they could draft him late in the first round. Maybe they could get. They do a, have Wondell Robinson. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, they do, they do need to upgrade their skill position talent, which is what they could probably work on this year, and then get Caleb Williams with the first pick next year, which they, I think they should aim to try to do that. So that kind of answers one of the questions. The problem is with your coaching staff. I mean, I don't think they're gonna get the number one pick unless they purposely lose games. I think they should not purposely, but like who's their backup quarterback? Like Davis Webb or something. You will get the first overall pick if you're back. Like, because look again, teams need to have the courage to make these kind of decisions. They need to stop and look at the big picture. Like the GM and the coach, like they have to have a short term view and a long term view. If you but if you're too focused on the short term, then you're gonna miss like opportunities like for long term. Obviously, if you're too focused on long term, then your short term stuff is gonna suck. So you have to balance it out. 
I, I don't think it's asking for a lot for the Giants to j- just tank for a year, get Caleb Williams, and then you, that's basically like, okay, this is Dayball's guy. Like, this is the start of what they're working on, um, and the Giants then they're elevated to another level. So that's what I think the Giants should do that. But they won't. They're not, they're not going to tank. That's not going to I'll happen. be honest. If you've heard what – it's either the GM or the owner who's been doing these press conferences on the Giants, and he keeps hinting extremely explicitly that they're going to – Franchise tag Saquon and sign Daniel Jones to awful. a long-term deal. Awful. And he, he's awful. basically like That's hitting it awful. so bad, which not that only he's terrible. losing all his leverage. And I heard Daniel Jones actually just fired his agent and yeah, hired, he, he, and hired he a new his agent. agent. Yeah. So I think if we had to predict what's going to happen, the Giants are going to make the wrong move and they're going to sign Daniel Jones to a long-term deal. I think oh, it's inevitable. So it's so bad. I'm sorry Giants fans for That's bad. I mean that's telling look, you the truth. And and again, like just listen to this. Okay, would you rather suck for a year and get Caleb Williams or would you rather be locked into Daniel Jones? Tell me which one you'd rather have. You'd obviously rather suck no, for No, you're a not year. guaranteed Ca- Caleb Williams. We should say that. If you I get mean, the number 1 overall pick, yes you are. I know, but I mean like they're probably not going to be a lot of teams if are going to be go, If they if they go for it, they will they can get it. Because you you think like the Saints should take for Caleb Williams, the Bucks should take. For I Caleb do have Williams. a lot of teams. The I Cardinals do. should take. No, 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 the no, Cardinals should take. No, not that many teams. I don't have that many teams. No, no, no. I actually have a list of teams uh, <laughs> written out that they should they should do it. Um, not that many teams. Okay, golly. Um, you know, let, let's talk about that. And like, tanking for Caleb Williams, I I do have a list of teams. I have uh, five teams that should strongly consider it. Do you want to hear those teams? Okay. Okay. New England Patriots, Pittsburgh Steelers. Minnesota Vikings, Green Bay Packers, and the New York Giants. All five of those teams should strongly consider tanking and getting Caleb, trying to go for Caleb. Here's why. Okay, here, let me explain. Okay, Patriots, Mac Jones. I know you're about to get triggered by this, but Mac Jones is not good. Um, you should just give I'm up. I'm triggered. You should just <laughs> give up on him right now. Just give up on him. It was it was a noble effort by Belichick to go for a quarterback, but Mac Jones is not that guy. They should. Again, try to get an elite quarterback talent. That's what Caleb Williams is. Pittsburgh Steelers. Can he pick it? Come on. That's a joke. Total joke. He's not any good. You know, look, you know you're not winning a Super Bowl with Kenny Pickett. You know that. You know that, okay? And stop. If anyone thinks that they can, stop being delusional, okay? Just stop it, okay? Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin is the most overrated coach in the NFL. People are like, oh, he's never had a losing season. Yeah, the Steelers have been mediocre for like over a decade now, okay? So the Steelers really need to overhaul their entire franchise because they're stuck in their old ways. They were the best franchise in the NFL from, from 1970 through the late 2000s, but those days are over. Okay, They're done. They're stuck in their old ways. They need to blow it up. Okay, But they have a, they've historically drafted really well, receivers, all that stuff. They're good at drafting. But George they need to, Pickens, George baby. Pickens, yeah, they, they need to, but they need to blow it up. Um, and then the Vikings, look, you have, you have Justin Jefferson – and your quarterback is Kirk Cousins. I mean, that is <laughs> now I'm with you on this. Okay, this, guys, like the GM should like be beside himself right now. That they have a the own. <laughs> if I'm the owner of the Vikings, I would not be able to sleep until they got rid of Kirk Cousins. Okay, <laughs> again, I'm saying this out loud. You have Justin Jefferson <laughs> at wide receiver, who might end up as one of the three best receivers of all time, and the quarterback you're gonna stick him with is freaking Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Stop! Stop the madness! Stop it! Oh, it's 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 frustrating. Like, how can they let this happen? Oh my goodness! Tank for Caleb Williams, Minnesota. Listen to me, okay? And then the Packers. That's a total. That's not going to happen. But 
Rodgers is gone. Jordan Love is not any good. The Packers should want to start over. They probably will suck anyway next year. They don't have any receiving talent at all. Um, they're not going to be any good. So go for Caleb Williams, Green Bay. And then I just talk about the Giants. I think the, the team I feel the most conviction about is the Vikings. Like just Again, you, you were frauds this year, the worst 13-win team of all time. And that's actually true. They were. Um, but stop letting Kirk Cousins be your quarterback. Stop it. Stop it. What teams do you think should – I also I want to make a caveat. I did not include teams in this that might be drafting quarterbacks this year. So that's why I didn't include the Colts. I didn't include, like, NFC okay. South. Like that's Fair. So, like, I went on towards teams that, like, are not in a position now to get a rookie quarterback in the first round. I would say the Cardinals. The problem is nobody's taking Kyler's contract. I mean, they're stuck with it. They're yeah, not going to be able to trade him. I don't see any way they're going to be able to trade that contract unless he has an amazing year this year. So – yeah, I mean, he's had, he, look, he's had bad coaching. He's had bad coaching, and he, but he himself also is a flawed quarterback. So, yeah. yeah. Who, who do you think should tank for, for Caleb Williams next year? Where are some candidates? The Bucks. Yeah. I think absolutely the Bucks should. They don't have – I don't think they have a pick super high, so they can't really get one of these quarterbacks easily. Yeah. They also – I don't – if you're the Bucks, I don't think you want to get one of these quarterbacks because you're – team is kind of falling apart yeah. i think what you want to do is restart everything and bring in a quarterback later once the team is better you don't want to put him in like a justin fields type of situation yeah you want to use next year as like a offload and then onload or on, yeah um offload upload and then get your quarterback in uh, that, that's a that's a good pick um and then i mean look maybe a sneaky team or the ravens if like lamar thing doesn't work out like if they get rid of lamar they might be a sneaky team to um, do that as well. Can I can I say my hot Ravens take? Go for I've it. I've been saving it here for the end. And I haven't heard anybody say this, but I think the Ravens are going to get very interested in a system quarterback who Harbaugh loves in this draft, and that's Hendon Hooker. Okay? Oh, my. When, oh, I was when not they owned. sit down with Hendon oh Hooker and Harbaugh God. says, this guy will do whatever I want. He's a great guy. He's older. But Harbaugh's not going to care. Har- Harbaugh's worked with older quarterbacks a lot, and he can do exactly what you what tell him. What are you him. talking about? What co- older quarterbacks has he worked with? Joe Flacco. But he, they drafted <laughs> him when he was young. Well, <laughs> he got old. You'll, you'll, <laughs> what does that what make I, no sense? What I'm saying <laughs> is Hooker is a system quarterback, and that's what, that's what Harbaugh likes. He loves that. So I can see them, as soon as they talk with Hooker, saying, let's trade Lamar, let's draft Hooker, and then doing that. And I think if that happens, Hooker is going to be – an amazing system quarterback for the Ravens. That's the best spot he can go to in the entire NFL. And that's probably the only place where he can become a actual NFL start. Okay. Look. <laughs> I just I had to look at my phone for a second just to get my mind off this tank. Um <laughs> you and I are Tennessee Vol football fans. You know, we're I'm a graduate of the University of Tennessee. You're about to graduate from the University of Tennessee. We love Hennon Hooker. We love the the foundation he's helped set. Having said that, Hendon Hooker is not a good quarterback. He's not. He is. I'm not saying he is. I'm saying <laughs> okay, there think, you go. I think and the Ravens are going to fall in love with him. Yeah. Okay. And if the Ravens fall in love with him, okay, that they are they are being deceived by the forces out there. I'm not going to name names, but Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Hendon Hooker is not an NFL. I would not even consider drafting him. I, I texted that to you. If I'm an NFL team, I would have no interest in Hendon Hooker. He's already old. He doesn't have any elite talent. And he also struggles at playing the position. So that's usually a bad thing, especially when he's, what, 30? 
I know he's 25, but yeah, no, Hendon Hooker he's to me is the same age as Lamar. Lamar's been in the league for five years. <laughs> I know, I know, but, <laughs> but <laughs> that's the, that's an issue. That's the, no, but if you that's, Harbaugh, an, that's an argument against your no, point. No, no, it's an argument for him because no, listen, it's not. If you're if you're Harbaugh, you might be thinking, would I rather have my quarterback from their prime, twenty five to twenty nine? Hooker doesn't have a prime. <laughs> Hooker doesn't have a prime. What are you talking about? <laughs> would I rather have him on an expensive deal or on a rookie deal? That's the thing. You yeah, get him on a but, rookie. But Hooker's deal. not in his prime. He might but be his prime of his age, but not his play. No, th- this is. I'm sorry, Daniel. I'm gonna have to crush your dreams. <laughs> Hendon Hooker is is not a viable. If he option. gets drafted by the Ravens, you will see. You will see this come to fruition. You're, I mean, you're still obsessed with Dobbs. He's just. He would have a Josh Dobbs career. <laughs> he's not Josh Dobbs, but he's he's like him in the sense that he'll be irrelevant. But you'll think he's good. <laughs> um, at least he's not ugly like Josh Dobbs. Anyway. <laughs> Uh yeah no the the Ravens if they draft a Hendon Hooker that's a disaster waiting to happen, um, real quick on this one I can't even really think of a good one for this one but this is one that you sent I I only have one option but the so the Jared Goff slash Geno Smith of 2023 so quarterback that yeah what just came out of nowhere and had like statistically like a really great season, um, for 2023 I the only one I could really think of was Derek Carr. Um, that might be a little too obvious. So that's like probably like the obvious answer for a quarterback that could up his statistics and have a better season than normal. Yeah, I was I was actually going somewhere with like Mac Jones, but I understand okay, Mac, that's more of like a breakout from like a younger. No, player. That, I mean that's a good one. But I I was taking Mac Jones. Not that I'm predicting it's going to happen, but I think he does have a chance of really improving his game and becoming someone not someone who's going to be like a superstar but i think he can become someone like a Derek carr like a Kirk cousins who is good enough to start for the next 10 years and if he can take that leap this year a team is going to bet on him as a starting quarterback and that's really that's really like i think the best case scenario for mac jones i don't think he's going to be super bowl caliber star quarterback but I think he be- can become a competent starter, which right now he's. We don't know if he is that, but this season he could show people he is and get that deal that Geno might get, yeah. get that deal that Daniel Jones is trying to get. I don't think you'll like this take, but in the spirit of the question, I think this this player could fit into this kind of um, question. Um, Baker Mayfield. Oh my! <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it, the only reason I say him is because he's had a couple of respectable seasons in the league. Um, he's had injury issues. I don't think he's any good. But, again, in the spirit of the question, if he, he gets signed by a team that doesn't have a quarterback, he could have a decent season. Now, obviously, if you have him on your team, you have to deal with all the crap he does, all the commercials. And, <laughs> and he's not a long-term viable option. But I think in the spirit of this question, maybe Baker Mayfield. Looking at his odds... Can you guess which team is favored right now to land Baker Mayfield? Could you guess? Oh. It's not a team you would think. The Saints? The 49ers. What? I know. That's crazy. Next are the Rams. Next are the Ravens. I guess as a backup. The th- I... Third string. Huh. Uh, Ravens are next. Texans. Rams, Saints, Colts, Raiders, Lions, Seahawks. So, so he's going to be a backup, basically, is what that. That's basically what that's saying. saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe not for the Ravens. Maybe not if Lamar's gone, right? Um, he can be the bridge to Hendon Hooker. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good bridge. It's <laughs> a really good bridge to have. Um, okay, I really don't want to talk about this one, but we have to. Um, well, actually, just real quick, just in, in ten seconds. Maybe we should save it for next. No, week. no, 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 no. no. I'm, we're not saving it. This does not get a standalone podcast. 
real quick, 10 seconds, where does Jimmy G go? Saints. Saints, interesting. I'll say the Raiders. Um, all right. We'll, we'll end on the most important quarterback question of the offseason. That's right. The one that swept the nation. <laughs> that even, like, little children are talking about in school at recess. They're saying, Mrs. Levinsky? <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> all right, no, okay. The Washington Commanders, who are one of the least interesting teams in the league. Um, there's very, there's only Sean Siegel fanboys care about this team. Luckily, Daniel is a Sean Siegel fanboy, and he's just copying his savior, Sean Siegel. Not at all. Sean enlightened <laughs> me to the truth. <laughs> yeah, sure, an enlightener. So the Washington Commanders. It looks like Sam Howell is their quarterback for 2023, after the very highly productive t- Taylor Heineke era, uh, in the very very dominant Carson Wentz era. Um, <laughs> Looks like Sam Howell's their guy. Daniel, I'll let you just give your spiel on Sam Howell and like what drugs you were on when you decided that he was a good quarterback. If we had had this podcast back during the season, it would have gotten very bad because you would have seen my anger unleashed <laughs> with every week that Sam Howell did not get the start, with every week that Carson Wentz got the start, and with every week that... Taylor Heineke kept getting the start was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But finally, they let Sam Howe have a chance because Taylor Heineke said he should have a chance. That was what was so crazy. Taylor Heineke is the greatest teammate of all time. Is. The greatest. He recognized talent. And every fan of the Commanders could see this, but the for some reason, Ron Rivera and the brain-dead coaching staff had no idea <laughs> that they were sitting on Sam Howe. They finally let him start. He played well. But we're talking about someone who came into the NFL as a legitimate prospect. He came into the NFL with a similar profile, in my opinion, to Mac Jones. He has, <laughs> except, except you give him some legs. This is Mac Jones with surprising, as they say, <laughs> rushing ability. And wow. an arm. He broke out his freshman year at UNC, threw for over 36, 3,700 yards, in his freshman year, followed that up with another 3,000-yard season in his sophomore year. So we're talking about someone who, from an early age, people were saying, this could be a number one NFL draft pick. His junior year, he disappointed, ended up dropping to the fifth round by some miracle. The Seahawks passed on him so many times, I lost track. It was horrendously embarrassing. If the Seahawks had him right now, they wouldn't even have to think about giving Geno an extension. But the fact that he went so deep into the draft, made a lot of people lose confidence in him because his draft capital was horrible. That said, fourth and fifth round picks actually do not have an incredibly low hit rate as quarterbacks. They just don't get much playing time. But if you look at the fourth and fifth round quarterback picks who get playing time, the hit rate is actually very high. Think about people like Dak Prescott. So the fact that we know Sam Howell may very well be the starter in 2023 is incredibly encouraging for his future career prospects. And I think we could be looking at someone who can develop into a very good starter. And we're talking about someone who has incredible rushing upside. (laughs) The tackle breaking ability is so high. So I'm actually really excited about Sam Howell to be someone, you know, I think he can be in 2023, I think Sam Howell can be on the level of Tua in terms of his throwing ability with legs. He has Terry McLaurin. He has Jahan Dotson. I think the sky's the limit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I'm not going to refute really anything you said. Uh, 
I don't want, I don't want any like uh, crying on the podcast <laughs> from the insults I'm hurling away. Uh, yeah, I I think that I the only thing I'll say is I feel pretty confident that Sam Howell will not be someone who is relevant by the end of next season. Okay, and that's fair. I will say that is definitely a, a very possible outcome. Or There's the really of, just two outcomes. Or the end of the 2024 season, or the end of the 2025 <laughs> season, 26, 27, 28, and for the rest of eternity. Uh, <laughs> but there's, I will say there's two outcomes here. Either he does below average and his, his career is basically over. He has this one season, that's it. Or he does much better than expected. Now he's locked in to become a starter in the NFL so long term. So basically you're... <laughs> Your, your two options for him are he starts in the NFL or he doesn't. That's really yeah. insightful. <laughs> that's, really, that's so insightful. Man. It's been a long day. <laughs> no, I, I actually I get what you're saying. I, I, he has like a limited opportunity if he's not doing well. Um, well, it's because when you have lower draft capital, you don't get second chances. Trey Lance mm-hmm. is getting like his third chance now, potentially if he's mm-hmm. the starter, because he went number three overall. But if he'd been a fifth-round pick – one and done. So you're saying that the league is racist against fifth round picks? I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I don't. I, so admittedly, I've not watched a lot of Sam Howell tape. Apparently, you've broken down the tape. Um, it's beautiful. <laughs> I, I started crying. I think I'm gonna name my kid <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Sam Howell Scruggum. <laughs> Sam Howell Scruggum. That actually be a good name. It actually, kind of, kind of, kind of works. Um, yeah. I mean, look. If he's good, good for him. But I, I don't have any strong Sam Howell takes other than Sean Siegel. You have totally brainwashed my friend, <laughs> um, and it's really scary. Uh, that I think we went through all the major quarterback things. I mean, we'll, we'll, we didn't talk about any of the, the teams that are other like drafting teams per se. We didn't talk about the no, and we'll te- get into that. Yeah, we didn't talk about the later. Texans or the Colts. You know, we didn't talk about those teams, and because it's very clear what they're trying to do. Right. Um, but uh, we'll get into that later. But yeah, I mean, this like this position drives the league, right? So we, I think both you and I are aligned in this that we want good quarterbacks. We want quarterbacks to succeed. We want teams to make good decisions at quarterback. Um, we want quarterbacks to go into good situations. We want teams in bad situations to fix their situations and then get a quarterback, not ruin a quarterback's career. So yeah, we we just felt like. Our first off-season podcast had to be sitting around the most important position, and then we'll don't worry, listeners. We'll we'll get into the long snappers at some point. We'll get into the, <laughs> you know, I know everyone's waiting, but we'll get there at some point. But yeah, do you have any like last uh, comments on quarterbacks? I'm looking forward to seeing where all the dominoes play out because yeah. all the draft talk that we that's going on right now that's super interesting, but it doesn't really get real until we know exactly where is. Aaron Rodgers going to be exactly where does Lamar land and once we know that things get really more interesting come draft time because you have teams that don't have anybody and they start making bold moves like maybe somebody does go after Baker Mayfield I mean teams get desperate <laughs> clearly um, maybe the commanders go after Baker Mayfield and he's impossible <laughs> <laughs> they learn from Carson Wentz I hope yeah for sure all right well Daniel I think that wraps it up that'll do it yeah oh and our wives they really do hate this NFL podcast. I think it's getting worse by the day. <laughs> yeah, I'm limited limited days for our podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see y'all next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Our Wives Hate 
this NFL podcast. Learn more at NFLpod.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NFL Husbands. Don't forget to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, unless you're our wives, of course. 